tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, and welcome to This Week Explained. I am Tiana. And I'm Kervin. And today we will be discussing the big geopolitical events of the week. And I know normally at this juncture we talk about how our week has been personally, but that's unnecessary yeah, right now. You guys know. Because who gives a crap? Honestly, yeah. let's get right into what is going on. So what is on your radar? Well, first I'll, uh, I'll apologize for my voice because I'm... Um... Dealing with a little bit of a of a cold, but you said nothing personal. Uh, Sorry, Tiana's always keeping me on track. Yeah, that's what I love about it. <laughs> so we're gonna dive right into the big update, uh, as Russia has officially, according to the entire world, invaded Ukraine. Um, then we're gonna scoot back over to the United States. We got the Freedom Truckers, which came over here to the uh, to the DMV, which is what the this area is known as in Washington. How's the Beltline guy? How's yeah. How's the, okay. Hey, uh, do you like four ninety five as much as I do? Yeah. All right, we'll get into that. Uh, also, in the great Commonwealth of Virginia, we had uh, quite a few vehicles try to attempt to take over the city of Richmond, Virginia, which is the capital. Of what is drove through that place today? Twice. Yeah, good thing you didn't do it earlier in the week. I, I didn't even know about this. Okay, sorry. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Uh, uh, also, we're going to head over to China, who has made some ominous threats to Taiwan. Well, now, and then we can do this week's <laughs> History's Mysteries. Uh, I have this titled as The Underground Spy Ring. Okay, well, let's get right into it. Um, Monday night, we released the breaking news episode as, according to White House officials, Putin officially invaded Ukraine. Can you give us any updates since then? Uh, I cannot believe that that happened just a few days ago. Uh, and, and since those actions, it has felt like years. So this week, Russian president officially recognized the so-called People's Republics of Donetsk and Luhansk as Russian provinces. Uh, once that declaration was signed, Russian troops started their move into those two locations. Okay, um, before you go any further, can we do a history lesson on why Ukraine is so important to Pl Putin? <laughs> I said Putin. Yeah, and Vladimir yeah, before Putin. I get started on that, um, there, are a, there are a lot of journalists out there right now who are, who are shocked and amazed that this is all going on. Um, and we've been talking about this since we started this in October, and we've got all that that history on it. But just for those guys who are just now coming over and understanding that we do know what we're talking about, here's the the history lesson on that. All right, lay it on us. So, um, going to first say that the the two breakaway states are majority Russian speaking, as well as uh, most of the populace consider themselves to in fact be Russian. So think of it like uh, like a Texas town that borders Mexico. Let's say Laredo, Texas, which is 89% populated by those of Mexican descent, 
and about 91.3% of the population speak Spanish. So what Putin has done is equivalent to Mexico unilaterally recognizing Laredo, Texas as part of Mexico and then sending troops into the city. Oh, okay. But you asked why Ukraine is important. You didn't ask about uh, about Mexico. So uh, that is a much better question than what the media has posed, which is why Putin fears Ukraine. Putin doesn't fear Ukraine. Putin wants to reestablish the Soviet Union under his control, and Ukraine is the first step in taking back what he sees as Russian land. Now, as a, a former Soviet republic, Ukraine has deep social and cultural ties with Russia, and Russia Russian language is widely spoken there. But ever since Russia invaded in 2014, those relations have frayed. So, in order to regain Soviet-era land, Putin has to strategically invade Ukraine before moving to countries like Poland, Finland, Sweden, uh, etc. Do you think Putin would really invade a country like Finland? Well, not only do I think he would, once the opportunity presents itself, he will do it. He made that known in his dumb, long, rambling speech about Russia's history. So he made the point that he feels uh, Lenin's Bolshevik government made an error in recognizing the independence of various countries, which would include Finland, and that was in 1917. Putin's remarks may be seen as irrational, but they are in fact calculated. He is telling the world what he wants so that when he does it, he could say, hey, I told you all was going to happen. Well, what is the West doing to help Ukraine and to hurt? Uh, probably the most used word on this podcast, which is sanctions. Um, uh, so that's what the United States and Western Europe have agreed upon. So the big thing is that Germany has halted approval on Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipe. Uh, the European Union has agreed to broad sanctions on 351 state members who backed Russia's decision to recognize the rebel-held regions as independent states in parliament. Uh, the U.S. said it would cut off Russia's government from Western financial institutions and target high-ranking elites, while the U.K. has sanctioned five Russian banks and three Russian billionaires. What was Russia's response to these sanctions? Well, the Russian government warned of a quote-unquote painful response to the United States over its sanctions against Russia. Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said Russia will target sensitive U.S. assets as retaliation. And Russian cyber personnel have begun attempted hacks of U.S. Department of Defense personnel and possibly my iPhone for some reason. <laughs> Sorry. But in, uh, in Europe, Russia has warned of skyrocketing fuel and energy prices that would cripple the, the European economy. And that is starting right now. Um, now we have spoken a lot about the damage that could be inflicted on the U.S. and Western Europe. But let's not forget Ukraine and all of this and the human element of engaging in an armed conflict with Russia. Yeah, and that remains the most tragic part in all of this. There are some former Ukrainian military members who had finally gotten their life back together after participating in an armed conflict in 2014, who are now being drafted back into military service. And while they love their country and will defend it to the bitter end and are defending it right now, mm -hmm. they're also dealing with mental health issues and low morale from the last conflict. And un unsurprising to me, the media is not helping in all of this. Of course. They've created some very terrible headlines that read as if this is all Ukraine's fault. And I'm just going to run through a couple of these. Okay. So the, the big, awesome New York Times mm -hmm. had this headline. 
In fiery speech, Putin made the case that Ukraine is integral part of Russian history. Okay. Wow. Uh, CBS News has this headline, how the Ukraine crisis is already hitting American wallets. Oh. And there are far more, but I think everyone gets the point. Okay, then let's table this discussion as there will be updates galore for the next year, I'm sure. Um, take us closer to home. What is happening with the trucker protests moving from Canada to the U.S.? Well, as, as we mentioned on a previous episode, Canada was going through a heated protest against the government's mandates. Now, those protests have spun off into the United States where truckers have planned to convene on what is called in the Washington, D.C. metro area as the quote-unquote beltway or the capital beltway. And that capital beltway is a 64-mile interstate highway in the Washington metropolitan area that surrounds Washington, D.C. And what are the truckers attempting to accomplish? Well, that is a great question because, first of all, Maryland drivers screw up the Capitol Beltway enough. <laughs> and so I don't know what they, they think they'll accomplish. But their main grievances include mask mandates, COVID-19 vaccinations, and the rising fuel prices that, uh, as we see, are only going to increase with this Russian invasion of Ukraine. Okay, and what is their plan when they get to the Capitol Beltway, though? Well, the original plan had been to illegally park or go against the flow of traffic in order to cause massive traffic congestion, which is already there, people. Yeah, they it's don't already need there, to do guys. Anything. You're not changing anything. <laughs> they wanted to cause havoc in the Washington, D.C. metro area, uh, basically during uh, peak traffic times. It's already uh, or it's not even organized havoc. It's just chaos. Yeah, that goes on there. Uh, sorry, I'm rambling just a little bit here, no, but it's okay. Uh, they did back off that plan and have agreed to travel with the flow of traffic. That's like they don't need to do anything. Like just the drivers in this area. I mean, the flow of traffic is already impeded. We're fine. Like, mission right. accomplished. They didn't even have to show up. They could have just claimed it. But anyways. Yeah. What is the government doing to counter this protest? Well, uh, about 700 unarmed National Guard troops are set to be deployed around the D.C. area to assist with traffic control and help local authorities solve any problems. As well, about 400 uh, D.C. National Guard members and 50 large tactical vehicles will be deployed to designated traffic posts. Uh, there is a plan in place where those National Guard soldiers can stay until March 7th. So that's a good timeline for the update to this story. Okay, then along those same lines, you said motorists tried to take over Richmond, Virginia? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> get ready. This is a wild story. Now, Richmond police say they were able to stop a planned car club takeover of the city from getting out of control. Organizers of what's called RVA 2.0. Uh, RVA is the uh, the nomenclature for Richmond, Virginia. That's sort of what they call the area. Uh, they spent several months blasting the event details, stupidly, and police quickly picked up on the details of the event and were able to thwart a possible dangerous situation in the capital of Virginia. So this past Saturday night, Richmond police say about 300 cars converged on the city to meet up at various locations. Uh, one of the organizers told media they're just there to talk about cars and there's not going to be any illegal activity plan. Hmm. Police, however, issued 45 summons for offenses, which included reckless driving, trespassing, discarding a red light, defective equipment, improper exhaust system, which I know you love a lot, Tiana. 
improper exhaust systems. <laughs> Don't get me started. Fail Those failure to wear boys. a. I was about to say something inappropriate, but I. They had a uh, failure to wear a seatbelt uh, and no valid operator's license. Mm-mm. Those were all the uh, the offenses. Uh, as well, Richmond police arrested Richard C. Shreve Jr. and charged him with felony eluding of a law enforcement officer, reckless driving, and illegal window tint. Okay, well, that is an odd story. <laughs> um, now, do you want to talk about China and Taiwan, or can we just go directly to history's mysteries? Well, I would love to move right to history's mysteries. However, yeah. uh, I think it is very important in light of the Russian invasion of Ukraine of that we talk about China's next steps with yeah, Taiwan. Because they're just watching right now, seeing how they, this plays out, right? They certainly are. Yeah. Now, China has uh, now made it public. They have aligned with Russia and their next step after the successful annexation of uh, Ukrainian areas. They uh, want the formal reunification of Taiwan with mainland China. So this week, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Hua Chun told reporters Taiwan is an inalienable part of the country of China. And that belief is an indisputable historical and legal fact. Here we go. Uh, Hua went on to say, it is common knowledge that the Taiwan question was caused by a civil war, and there is political confrontation between the two sides of the Taiwan Strait due to that civil war. However, China's sovereignty and territory have never been divided and cannot be divided. This is the status quo of the Taiwan question. Hmm. That was the end of the quote. Uh, Now, while... Uh, both Russia and China have made historic claims to the conflict areas. China appeared to separate itself from Russia by specifically saying the territory has, quote unquote, never been divided and cannot be divided. Well, what is Taiwan saying right now? Well, Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen ordered the creation of a task force to study how the Russia-Ukraine conflict could affect Taiwan's conflict with Beijing. Taiwan is obviously following what's going on in Eastern Europe very closely, and they do see a very close parallel with that situation. So what are the experts predicting on this? Some experts and others who aren't so much experts consider a Chinese action toward Taiwan as imminent, while others consider an invasion of Taiwan as a few years away. And where exactly do you stand? Well, for me, that will depend on what happens next in Ukraine. Uh, Once Putin places his president in power in Ukraine, China will be paying close attention to how the U.S. and Western Europe react. Uh, if the re- if the reaction is more sanctions, China will immediately jump at the chance to take over Taiwan and not care about sanctions. If, however, all Western powers are aligned through military might, China may take a wait-and-see approach over the next few years. The wait-and-see approach would allow China to build up its military might while Western powers become depleted during a conflict with Russia. Either way, will we see World War Three in our lifetime? Oh, I know. I'm going to be called a warmonger. It's been going on since we started this. Yeah. I think the chances a world war breaks out in the next five years is highly likely. I stand at 75% sure that we will see a complete world war on multiple fronts within that time frame. Well, this podcast has taken an ominous tone, so let's lighten things up a little bit while we can. Who is the focus of this week's History's Mysteries? This week, we will discuss someone that I admire a lot because of her courage in the face of evil. Let's get to it. Who are we talking about? Well, that'll be the one, the only, Araminta Ross, a.k.a. Minty, a.k.a. Moses, most importantly, 
known as General Tubman, who took her mother's first name, Harriet. She's most well-known for her work in the Underground Railroad, where she led thousands of slaves north to freedom. But during the Civil War, she volunteered as a nurse for the Union Army, then became a spy. In 1863, she became the first woman to lead an armed military expedition into battle during the war, guiding Union soldiers into the Comahee River raid in South Carolina. And much like Liam Neeson in the hit movie Taken, Mm. she had a particular set of skills that made her a nightmare for leaders in the South. And there's the Taken reference you've been itching to use since we launched this. Well, if the shoe fits or something like that. (laughs) Getting back to, to Harriet Tubman, in her years of guiding people away from slavery on the Underground Railroad, Harriet Tubman had to arrange clandestine meetings, scout routes without drawing attention to herself, and think on her feet. And though she was illiterate, she'd learned to keep track of complex amounts of information. These were all the skills that any aspiring spy would need to acquire to be successful. Unfortunately, Tubman wasn't able to immediately start gathering intelligence. One problem was that, being from Maryland, she had no local knowledge to draw on. And the liberated people from the area mostly spoke Gullah, a combination of English and African languages. Even though she initially was met with some issues, Tubman was able to assemble a group of trusted scouts to map territory and waterways. Having received Secret Service funds in January 1863, Tubman was also able to pay those who offered useful information, such as the location of Confederate troops or ordinances. Was she successful in thwarting attacks by Confederate forces? Yes, she was. And this was demonstrated in the uh, the operation I talked about earlier when Union shrip, uh, ships proceeded unharmed because they knew where Confederate mines had been submerged. So, like I said, she oversaw the expedition alongside a colonel she trusted, which made her the first and only woman to organize and lead a military operation during the Civil War. She was also successful in that raid in in which they would overwhelm the Confederates, leading Confederate leaders to report, and I quote, The enemy seems to have been well posted as to the character and capacity of our troops and their small chance of encountering opposition, and to have been well guided by persons thoroughly acquainted with the river and country. Now, Harriet Tubman is such a fascinating historical figure in that she fled southern slave states and gained her freedom, but did not allow herself to be complacent in a free lifestyle. She would risk her freedom and most of all of her life rescuing slaves from the bondage of southern plantations. Now, is there anyone living today with that kind of determination that would risk life and limb to save those most at risk? After seeing some of the commentary in the United States on the situation with Russia's aggression towards Ukraine, I think the answer is highly doubtful. Well, thank you, Miss Harriet Tublin, Tubman. Love, love you, Harriet. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. I didn't know that stuff about her leading people into battle. That's really cool. Yeah, me neither. That's what I learned this week. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Well, is there anything else on your radar for this week? After that, I think we are out of time this week. Okay, well, as always, if you like this show, please try to tell at least one person about us. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, head over to Apple or Spotify Podcasts and give us a five-star review because those help us get noticed by thousands of podcast listeners globally. And as always, if you would like in-depth coverage of these stories and more, please subscribe to our community at oakwoodanalytics.com. Tiana, thank you so much. And until next week, stay safe out there.